all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. On a hot day in a crowded place, when you see a sign that says refreshments, oh, it's encouraging, isn't it? And you think, if I can just get there, if I can just get something cold to drink, if I can just get something in my system, I'll be all right. Well, I want you to know that God desires and designed that his people would be refreshers in a dry, thirsty world, in a land where people are just trying to survive. Uh, we ought to be like an oasis in the desert, sharing the living water, sharing the goodness of God. And that's what Philemon was. We've seen already in Philemon verse 7 and Philemon verse 20 that he is a refresher. Verse 7 says, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. And verse 20 says, Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. Do you see how Paul identified uh, the past tense of his life and the future tense? He said, uh, We've seen that you've refreshed the saints. We know that. You have a testimony of that in the past. You've You've helped the family of God, and that brings great joy, great comfort and consolation. And then he requests it in the future. In verse 20, he says, let me have that kind of refreshment. Let me have that joy now. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. In other words, keep being that way. Could I simply make an application here today that just because you've been a blessing in the past doesn't mean you're being one today. And just because you've ministered in the past doesn't mean you'll always continue to do that. We all have to work at this. It's not something that comes naturally. No, this is the supernatural work of grace in a believer's heart, staying right with God and right with others, and so in tune to the Lord that we become channels of his grace and channels of his mercy. The last time we studied uh, this subject of Philemon being a refresher, we learned the first and most important thing, his love was refreshing. It all begins with the love of God. Uh, charity is the bond of perfectness, the greatest of these is charity. The first fruit of the Spirit is love. So it begins with a genuine love, the sincere love of God. Uh, we've been captured, captivated, consumed by God's love for us. Uh, now that love constrains us. We love Him in return, and we love others because He loved us first. So your love is to be a refreshment, and the expressions of that love to others a refreshment but let me add to that list today. Here are a couple of other ways you can be a refresher. Not only was his love refreshing, but his obedience was refreshing. Did you notice the, the context of uh, Paul's request? In verse 20 we read, Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. And immediately in verse 21 he says, Having confidence in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt also do more than I say. Paul had made a request. He wanted Philemon to do something, to, to show forgiveness and restoration, to minister to Onesimus. We'll come back to that storyline very shortly and discuss all the ramifications of it. But don't miss this. He said, I just know. I just know. I'm confident you're going to obey. 
wouldn't it be wonderful if people just knew we were going to obey God? If we had that kind of consistent testimony that it was just expected, that man, that woman, they're going to do the right thing because they're going to do what God tells them to do. And notice, it was not only expected obedience, it was exceeding obedience because he said, I know you're going to do more than I say. You know, that's one of the things that marks a close follower of Jesus Christ. They don't just do enough to get by. They're not nominal, mediocre, average, ordinary, run-of-the-mill, just just enough to say, oh, yes, that person is trying to live the Christian life. No, in the words of the Lord Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, they go the second mile. They are identified and marked by this. They not only want to obey, they want to obey every part. They don't want to miss anything. They want to go beyond what is expected. Isn't that what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us? Isn't that the kind of attitude and spirit that we ought to have? Oh, Lord, help me to be that kind of obedient follower of Jesus today. You know, I'll point out to you again, he's using all these family terms. In both of these verses, he uses the word brother. It's wonderful to be a member of the family of God, isn't it? But how many of you parents know you can have a child that's still one of your children but not obedient? So it's possible to be in the family but not be faithful. It's possible to be a child of God but not be living consistently in obedience. And one of the most refreshing things in the world is just to meet a Christian who's just trying to do what the Bible says, just trying to obey God. That's wonderfully refreshing, not seeing what they can get out of, but seeing what they can do to honor the Lord with their life. And so if you want to refresh others, show the love of God and be an obedient Christian. And then could I add one more to it? At the end of the the letter, Uh, We read in verse 22, But with all prepare me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given to you. Philemon was not only a man of love and obedience, he was a man of prayer. And friend, that's refreshing. When you meet somebody that actually prays and that prays for you, that understands the, the ministry of intercession and is engaged in it, that's such a refreshing thing. One of the things we know about Philemon is that he was a man of prayer. I find it interesting that when the letter opens in verse 4, Paul is praying for Philemon. Very good. But when it closes in verse 22, Philemon is praying for Paul. (laughs) Do you think your pastor ought to pray for you? Do you think ministers ought to pray for those they minister to? I do. I think preachers ought to be praying preachers. But I want to tell you that it's not just the preachers that are supposed to pray. No, all of God's children are. This is something we all can be engaged in. Uh, you, You can even refresh people from a distance because prayer is not bound by geography. Think about this. Your prayers can go where you cannot. Where was Paul when he was writing to Philemon? He was sitting in prison. He's in Rome a long ways from Colossae. And yet Paul knew and believed that through this man's prayer, he was going to be released. And through this man's prayer, he was going to be able to come and visit him in Colossae. Now that, my friend, is some confidence in a man's prayer life. I wonder, does anybody have that kind of confidence in my prayer life, in your prayer life? I remember years ago, a very famous minister died, and standing at the memorial service, someone said to his widow, I'm sure going to miss his preaching. And she said, oh, that's not what I'm going to miss most. She said, I'm going to miss his praying. I wonder, would anyone miss our praying? And I love in verse 22, Paul said, go ahead and get my my room ready. Prepare me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. Do you see the measure of faith and expectancy connected to the prayers? 
Lord, help me not just go through the motions of prayer today. Help me pray in faith. Help me pray expectantly, looking. Remember, Paul wrote something similar to the church at Philippi, Philippians 1.19. He believed that through their prayers, he would have the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Think what can happen through prayer. Uh, I wonder today what would happen if all the Philemons in the church would start praying for God's servant, start praying for one another, start praying for those who are facing great affliction. You can refresh others through your love, through your obedience, and through your prayers. Let's close today with a prayer that you can pray for everybody. Would you like a prayer you can pray for anyone today? It's found in verse 25. It's the last verse of the book. It's the last prayer of the book. You can pray this for any believer today. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. I wonder, would you lend your amen to that? Would you pray that for me today? I'd like to pray that for you right now. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. May the Lord help all of us to be refreshed by his grace today and make us a great refresher to others. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.